In New York City, 1902, smoking industrial towers cover the downtown skyline in fumes. Thomas and Mary Russo rent a room in the same Italian ghetto their families lived then died in and work endlessly to get out, saving every penny they can for California. She's a textile worker and he assembles auto parts. After enduring 16 hours of hell, they're each other's bit of heaven at home. One morning, Mary gets a fever, but can't lose out on any pay, so she works anyway. Over the next few days, she gets worse, before dying in their bed. A doctor notes blood from her womb. She was pregnant, he explains to her broken husband. Mary had died from a sickness going around public bathhouses, places where people without running water cleaned themselves. More cases are reported, and after some investigating, the culprit is found. A soap company is dumping toxic chemicals into the river and flowing downstream, they're fed into the pipes. After a fine from officials and an apology in the newspaper, all is forgiven and business resumes. Thomas and everyone else affected rally outside the factory doors. People over profit, they chant. People over profit. Before long, the company's private security comes out to break up the protest by breaking the bones of protesters. Waking up in the hospital, Thomas is running a fever and he too is diagnosed with the sickness. With a few days to live, he takes their life savings, buys a pressed suit and a pistol. Later that night, the company's CEO is out to dinner with investors and in a great mood from what Thomas can see at his table. He followed him here and with the last of his savings, reserved a seat at this elegant restaurant. The waiter asks if he'd like to check his coat, but he's never owned one this nice. So he keeps it, concealing the gun on his lap. Thomas stares at the man who killed Mary's future for his fortune and pulls the hammer back. Click. He struggles not to shoot him right now. The businessmen finish their cigars and scotch before barking for their designated driver on the curb. They stumble inside the car, half drunk, one of them asking if the 1903 model will have more legroom. After a few miles, they begin noticing 
they are not headed home. Your driver is a damned fool, they say. Thomas replies with his pistol pointed and has the CEO drive now while the others beg to be let off. He tells them to shut up, directing the car to an old warehouse and ushers them downstairs to a storage cellar. Locked inside the cold cement basement, they scream for help, but the streets are empty and they're too far under. All around them is food, dried meat, bread, pretzels, and other salted snacks while their only thing to drink is a bucket of the toxic river water sitting in the center of the room. Thomas writes a note with their whereabouts on his deathbed a few days later. And when the police find them, some of the officers vomit from the scene. After they ran out of urine and one of them died from dehydration, the other two survived by killing their boss with a rusted piece of metal and drinking his blood. None of them was ever desperate enough to drink the water 